Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. and welcome to episode 11 of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and an audience. I am Jeremy and with me to help deliver in these awesome shenanigans is my good friend Jesse. Jesse, how are you, sir? It's been a while. I feel like I haven't seen you in like two weeks. <laughs> Where have we been? It yeah, it far. has been two weeks. Guys, we haven't had a podcast or a meeting in, yeah, two weeks. Like two weeks, So yeah. this is it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh my god, but it's been a pretty, I would say more of like a personal growth kind of two weeks where I, you know, kind of did some mental health stuff and focused my damn self. But Jeremy, how are you doing today? How I'm doing you? really well. I've had a really good week. Um, yeah. I've been playing a lot of games. Um, you know, it's that game called Life and Fatherhood oh, and Being an Amazing Husband. <laughs> so yeah, it's been super, super busy. But you know, it's that time of year. So it's that time of year, you know, it's getting towards holiday season and everything. So that's typically when it all goes down for me. I don't want to think the holidays right now. I don't. I'm excited. This is my, this is my favorite time of year. Uh, For me, it's, it's, it's somber, I guess. Cause like, you know, it's all like, okay, we gotta go here. We gotta go here. We gotta go here. And it's like, can I just sit down for five seconds and like, you know, smoke a cigarette or something? Like, (laughs) you know, just let me just chill. Oh yeah. I hear you. It's all like go time from like now until like, I don't know, like mid-January yeah that's about the same with me with my kid and his athletics um it's basically every other week it seems or you know it's a competitive tournament this weekend or next weekend so it's pretty busy you know but it's kind of nice the weather's changing the weather's getting cooler outside lots of good video games coming this way I know that's what we're going to talk about a lot um but yeah so what did you get to do anything these two weeks or just kind of relax um Besides my nerdy hobby of painting Gundams now, I finished that one up in this skin, like a mask right here. I play a lot of games. I I went to see uh, the Jane Song Bob reboot. Oh, that was, oh my God, dude. That was so worth it. I, I was so glad I spent the money on that. I'm a huge Jane Song Bob fan. I remember watching Clerks when I was, gosh, probably a teenager going, what is this sweet goodness? I mean, it was it was so terrible the way it was thrown together and shot. But it really did start a whole group of content creators and actors and actresses that, you know, are, are around nowadays. And I, I like those guys. I think they're hilarious. I thought Clerks 2 was awesome. Clerks 2 was um, the best one. I hate said I, I love that movie to death. I saw that in theaters too. I was like, this is great. I love it. Uh, Dogma was great. You know, Dogma, Mallrats, amazing. Yeah. So th- those are all good movies of 
of our generation, I guess. So yeah. I unfortunately missed it. I was going to go see it because I saw you mention. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder if they have it in my town. And I unfortunately missed it. But I'm sure it'll come out on video. You know, I'll be able to see it someday. Well, there's a road tour going on now. Like they're going to, across like the whole nation and like I think in the UK sometime. Oh, right on. Yeah. So I think uh, one of my buddies going to see it like in February when it hits up New York area. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I recommend it. I give that as a solid, like, you know, a good watch. Like, I laughed. I, I definitely fucking cried. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it was, like, pretty great. They did some of the old jokes. I won't say what they did. Uh, definitely hilarious. It's definitely uh, for a niche audience, you know. It's it's those group of people that... It's, it's I don't know. It's a nerd audience. Yeah, it, yeah. It is a nerd audience. It's It's like, you know, like, the perfect movie that, you know, it's like, you find other nerds that go to that. It's not like... Oh, like it's just for jocks. No, it's like it's for us. It's for that group that has sat in the basement playing D and D. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, those guys still sit in their basement playing D and D. I mean, Kevin Smith, he hangs out at a comic book store almost every day of his entire life. You know? So, um, I actually did catch an interview with uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes last week, and I got to hear the story of how they actually met. And it was a really interesting story. It was very heartfelt too, because yeah, you can all you can obviously tell that. Kevin Smith loves him to death and, and, you know, Jason Mewes looks up to Kevin Smith. Um, so it was really nice to see how amazing those two have just lasted for what, 25, 30 years, um, you know, in, years in, in film. So it was really nice. Uh, recommendation for you. If you like the whole like backstory of Kevin Smith and stuff like that, watch a night with Kevin Smith. There's three oh, yeah? of them. And then there's like, it's like a huge, a huge Q and a session where he'd go on stories about like, like, oh, this is when we were shooting Clerks 2 and Jay was making hamburgers for everyone. <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Well, speaking of stuff we were doing, we've been playing a lot of video games. And now it's time for AR News with Burger. Every week we like to take a look at the news going on in our video game world. And so, Jesse, let's kick off some Arcade Raider news. Welcome to Arcade Raider News, guys. Let's take a look at news this, this week, and we took two weeks off, and news that's just full of news. Full. But we won't talk about that big one, because that's for another, another, another podcast. Not ours. No, no. We're better than that. <laughs> so let's look at the first story, guys. So Riot just dropped a bunch of crap on us. Now, Riot, I think Riot is trying to go over something big. They want to cornerstone the esports market. During a League of Legends 10th anniversary stream, they had a huge list of announcements, and uh, it's a lot, guys, so bear with. First, they're finally bringing League of Legends to mobile and consoles. That's right. Welcome to 2008, Xbox players. Prepare to run mid and be called noobs for feeding. Please uninstall. This will be called Wild's Rifts, and it'll be more of a smaller version of League of Legends versus the you know PC version with 15 to 18 minute matches versus the 45 minute matches. And no, it won't be crossplay. Thank God. Next, team fight tactics. They're all chess clone where you just sit there and watch the players fight for you. That'll become the mobile finally. And that's all set off for about 2020. So prepare, prepare to play that on toilet. Next, drum roll please. And no, never mind. Never mind. We won't need it. Uh, they're doing a card game. Hey, look at that. They're doing Legends of Runeteria. Catch Taylor, right? I, I, I agree. That's a horrible title. Uh, the main reason I'm bringing this up because they're doing something different than their 
their uh, competition Hearthstone or Magic Gathering was they're getting rid of that whole expensive booster pack system. So they're gonna have a whole marketplace where you can actually buy the card you want. So it's just like going to a card shop, be like, I want that card, 25 bucks. Deal. Okay, then also, whew, we got a lot more, guys, a lot more. So League of Legends, their worst kept secret, the, the fighting game has officially been codenamed and showed off. That's right, co- codenamed Project L from the team that made uh, Rising Thunder Radiant, which was a free-to-play fighting game. <sighs> and also, there's some more. I'm sorry, guys. Welcome to fun. Riot is also going to take a crack at taking down Overwatch and Counter-Strike with their codename, Project A, a character-based first-person shooter. There is a lot of this stuff yet, and also they're working on two little indie, like, small projects, uh, Diablo-type thing and uh, East, a League of Legends eSports manager. I, I don't know. I think League of Legends definitely stuck away some free time here, but... Looking at all this stuff, it just looks like they're trying to take out both Blizzard and Valve. Yeah, so there was a lot announced. Um, they, it was like Oprah. Here's a new game, and you get a game, and you get a game. So I think they're gonna come. They're they're trying to compete in, in more of the. Um, um, I, I just don't see this. A lot of these games being world very popular worldwide. I think it's you know for a targeted audience. Um, I looked at the Terry game. I watched a few rounds of it on a few streamers the past week, mm-hmm. and it, it looks just like another card game clone. Um, but of course, they're going to somehow monetize it and make a crap ton of money off of it. Oh, um, I also saw the, it looks kind of like a, a Counter-Strike clone. And that's, yeah. I guess that's their, their first person shooter. Uh, it looks it, kind of a cross between Counter-Strike and maybe Overwatch. I was thinking the same thing because it is character based, but also it's like the whole like, strategic shooter like counter-strike and if you watch like that gif of it like uh, by the way this gets posted by pc gamer uh both articles are made by sean prescott and steven menster they're great people i read articles all the time um yeah pretty much i was watching this gif of they had a sniper and they did a flick they threw a cloud and then this guy summoned knife for some reason and then like got a headshot with the knife whoa yeah i didn't see that far Oh, dude. that's crazy! Though. <laughs> that it looks sick. Like that is like some like hype little play. And that's like okay. I'd rather watch that than Counter Strike at this point. Like I don't well, care. Just, you sold me. Yeah, I'm waiting. What's gonna happen? I think is Riot. Um, let's use Twitch for example. Riot's gonna own probably fifty percent of the um, top ten um, stream games that have been streamed or are being streamed. Yeah. You know, for a while it was Blizzard. You know, you'd you'd turn on Twitch and Blizzard had, you know, four of the of the top ten slots of all games. You know, when you browse the games in Twitch, you know, it puts it in order of how many people are 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 watching. You know, viewers and you know, at one point a couple of years ago it was forty to fifty percent was dominated by Blizzard, and now I think you're fixing to see a huge shift with that, especially with all these games being announced. Well, right now just looking at the whole Twitch list besides Fortnite, we'll ignore that one. <laughs> I'm seeing League of Legends just chatting, then Legend of Rutaria. And yeah. Counter-Strike is right now sixth spot. You have World of Warcraft in seven, so it's definitely going down. Like there is Overwatch way down list. Yeah. So yeah, we are definitely going to see a huge like they are definitely pushing to go for like more markets at once. Um oh, yeah, think, for sure. I think the, the the shooter sounds great. It it looks amazing. 
from what we're seeing so far. The fighting game, we only saw a little bit of clips from it from two people fighting. I want to see more because I I I do like fighting games, but I want to see more of a fast-paced character that does like a lot more combos than like a slow like, eh, eh, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like, give me that good, give me that good sweetness. Give me that hype. I think they're going to try to go for a little more Evo, you know, and try to be like, okay, here's our stuff for Evo, you know, we'll see what goes in there. And it probably will, because, you know, you throw, like, millions of dollars at Evo, you're done, you know? Yeah. Um, And we'll see down the line what happens with Brunteria, as well as codename Shooter McShootface over here. <laughs> shooter McShootface? <laughs> well, that's what it looks like. You know, like, what we call a shooter as codename, what was it, L? F? <laughs> Yeah, a, they, it was A. It was A. Yeah, yeah, it was weird how they codenamed all that. It's like Project A. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of honestly, it was kind of. I don't play any Riot games. I tried League of Legends, you know, several times over the years. Just really couldn't get into it because I was more of a Heroes of the Storm player. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of neat for them to just go, boom. Here's ten games for you guys. We're coming out with in the next year. Oh, oh, and by the way, some of them are are going to be available here. You know, now. Yeah. Have you tried Team Fight? Um, I've watched it a few times. I've never really played it. No, I would say that one. I do. I do like those type of games. Once in a while, it's like it's a great kind of play around, mess around. Like you, you don't you know if you're gonna do good or bad. It's all about luck. Have oh, gotcha. Yeah, so it's pretty great. <sighs> but Riot, dear God. <laughs> anyway, next story, guys. I can't believe what I'm gonna say. Aldi. That's right. The chain of stores that sells eggs for pretty freaking cheap. Is selling game PCs. That's right. You heard, you heard my mouth. You heard it. This story was so like record scratching. I while I was browsing articles, I just had to bring it up. It's like, okay, here's some Blizzard stuff. Here's some Fortnite stuff. All the <laughs> for, for those that you know that are have all the you know we're dying here. They sell pretty much your basic food to like rugs, pet beds. And printer for some odd reason. Well, if you go to UK Aldi's, you can actually buy a game PC for about a thousand euros. Now, here's what's in it: an Intel i5 9 400, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, one terabyte SSD, and the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2060. Now, I'm trying to figure out where to cut costs here because that seems kind of a steal, but it could be to your products. I don't know. This is weird. This is just weird. And this story is brought in by PC gamer George Zymez. So shout out to that guy. <sighs> this is a weird story. I just had to bring this up. Like, welcome to what I look at. And like, okay, this is definitely piquing my interest here, Jeremy. <laughs> I, th- I think it's weird. I don't know the prevalence of the Aldi grocery store in the UK. Um, I know where I live, we have one Aldi store and I mean, it's pretty hopping. Um, they sell, you know, we buy stuff from there every now and then, uh, you know, we have friends that have, you know, bigger families that that's a way for them to buy, you know, cheaper groceries, you know, and kind of budget. Um, I don't, I mean, heck if it gets more people involved in PC gaming, uh, my only thing is when you go to Aldi, you don't expect to drop a thousand, you know, euros, um, you know, you don't even expect to drop a hundred euros, I guess. Um, but I mean, maybe it's going to be on, you know, a kind of like a, a Black Friday thing, or I wonder if it's going to be, you know, one of those sorts of things like, hey, we're just going to have a run of, you know, 100 of these per store and that's it. 
it, it's definitely kind of interesting. And I think if you if that was bumped up to an i7, I would jump on an RB. Like I would, oh man, I would fly over to the UK right away. And oh fly. yeah, that would be a, if I was an i7, that would be a steal. Um, yeah. Even the i5 right now, this is nothing to turn your nose up. I mean, if you want a good entry level um, PC into gaming, this is not a bad. This is not a bad deal. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. I mean, I'm looking at the i5 is a couple hundred bucks. You know, the one turbo SSD is a couple hundred bucks. The 2060 is probably you know. 400 three 400 or so you know so it's not bad i mean it's it's a decent price for what you get but aldi it's that's i don't know it's kind of weird to me <laughs> i agree yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out where they're cutting costs at like out of everything could it be like way way aftermarket like graphics card it could be yeah i mean i don't even it's the median gaming is that even a brand i don't think so like you know if like someone from the uk like buys one let us know how it is and if it sets yeah. right to your place i'm sorry uh you there for science <laughs> it's no. i was trying to i was trying to figure out like where to cut cost that because like i just wish about a computer or not like i can tell you like that's about all that stuff we listed that's about a good hmm, you buy it on the good price good stuff about 900 bucks yeah i mean so the tower I, is smaller so yeah no all in all that's it's probably a pretty decent price, especially for somebody to build it for you. You know, have it ready in a box. It comes with a, um, it probably comes with a, yeah, it comes with a keyboard and mouse. So there you go there. If you don't need a super fancy keyboard and mouse, you got that. That's, you know, it's 40, 50 bucks right there. Um, it doesn't say anything about the motherboard. Yeah, so that's my biggest it's kind of a low yeah. level, you know, maybe a, you know, an older model. It's, but it's, hey, you know, it's, sounds it's cool. Duct tape, duct tape <laughs> and a few pennies holding together. Just a bunch of wires on a, on a, a car chalkboard. Battery. uh so let's go on so the happiest news happened over the last week guys for any non-fortnite player fortnite got sent to a black hole and no one can play oh dear (laughs) god finally something happened that was positive if you load up fortnite guess what you just got he's got the black hole now (laughs) i'm sorry oh gosh okay continue i apologize exactly right this is hilarious now, you could have any options. Also, now you go to Battle Royale. You can do nothing. All you can do is watch the, the, the black hole. Now, I was hoping that players would go outside, experience life, talk to them people, forget the floss, have normal conversations that don't involve yeet or headshot or tilt the towers. There you go. But no, some player decided to stick around and watch this black hole. I, I, I'm not a man of science, but you got a picture like looking at a black hole for a while. It's cool for like a little while. Then it's like, okay, what's else, son? Who wants to take over for me? <sighs> but sadly, the black hole came back and people went registering and those little like hyperactive kids on their G Fuel were trying to figure out what, the, what was going on. But like most things, Fortnite came back for good old chapter two, which, I mean, welcome back, I guess. This is brought to you by game former Brian Shea. Shout out to him. So... I think that weekend where Fortnite was gone, it was like the world just kind of reset. Yeah, no, I thought it was funny watching people, watching this black hole, you know, happen. And people like, what's going on? Wait a minute. What do you mean we're offline? And there were legitimately kids and people that were, were losing their minds. Like they were broken. That is the hold that Epic Games has on these folks. It they broke people. I I so, watched kids crying 
And, you know, adults going, wait a minute, time out. What do I do with my time? You know, what do I do with these idle hands? I'm not, you know, yelling yeet and stuff like, what do I do? And what was even crazier is people were watching streamers watch a black hole sitting there staring at a black screen. And it was one of the most streamed things was just this black hole over and over again for 24 hours. Man, I wish I could sit around black hole and just look at it for 24 hours. No joke. Yeah. I, I When I first saw it, I was like, you know what? I should go home. I should load it up. I should play that. And I should just put, you know, um, Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun on loop for 24 <laughs> hours and just stare at the black hole. But no, it was crazy. People lost their mind. Um, people lost they their did. mind with it. Um, people didn't know. Like, they didn't generally did not know what to play. So do we go back to a previous article where it's saying that Fortnite is like crack? Yeah. It, oh, man, it, it is. It's, you know, we've had this discussion. I know we've had this discussion with yeah, you know, some have. of the arcade raiders about, you know, addiction and, 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 and yeah, like the, like our last podcast where he talked about video game addiction, it was very eye opening. Um, and it was also entertaining to watch the people capitalize off of this. So apparently Ninja took like two or three days off. So I thought that was kind of odd that he knew what was fixed. You know, he knew what was fixed now, but he had to, yeah, he uh, had he to. Used to face the Fortnite. Um, but how people are basically like Lady Gaga, you know, she came on Twitter this week and was like, what is a Fortnite? Now, come on. Seriously, where have you been that you, have, you do not know what Fortnite is? I mean, 90% of the parents She's I talk to know what Fortnite is. You know, so I, I, I think it's interesting how these people are capitalizing off of this. But I read an article the other day that apparently there were a bunch of content creators that were kind of paid to be streaming at that time, but they didn't give them notes of what was going to happen. So there were oh. legitimate content creators and paid um, influencers that are like, guys, I seriously don't know what's going on. And I thought well, that was hilarious. We'll be back in some technical difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Script? It's kind of like, if you remember how they ever filmed uh, the Witch Project back in the day, like they would like not tell what's going on half the damn time and give everyone secret roles. Yes. Like, yeah, so it kind of felt like that a little bit. It was just nuts to see the hold that a video game has on millions of people, you know, and, you and to, to genuinely watch kids not know what else to play. I was like, really, guys? You There are thousands of games. Um, you know, there was an uptick in Apex all of a sudden. There was an uptick, uptick you know, like Call of Duty all of a sudden. So lots of folks benefited off, you know, of 48 hours of no Fortnite. I mean, I think people will be like, that's a good detox. Now it's going to get back to it. Yeah. It's kind of like clearing your mind, you know, uh, be, you know, no social media or no cell phone weekend or something like that. And then just restarting your clock and starting again Monday. You think like people got like a bad, a bad hangover from like not playing Fortnite? Like, oh, dear God. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people, like I said, kids generally just sat there and stared at the, like they kept logging in and logging in and logging in. See, my mind's totally different. I'd have been like, all right, cool. I'll go play something else. Yeah. But they generally did not know what's play. So luckily my son is like, Fortnite's down. Psh, I'll play Ark or I'll play Minecraft or, you know, I'll play some Call Ark of Duty is. or Final Fantasy. He he was like, oh, whatever. I'll just find something else to do. Yeah. Moral story, kids, have hobbies. <laughs> or be a variety game player. How about that? You mean be a variety streamer? What? Oh, there, what there's is that? Who, who are variety streamers? Oh, 
okay, guy. jackalopes you speak of. These wonderful unicorns we speak about. <laughs> Blasphemy, that's why I say they are. <laughs> the blasphemers. So uh, let's uh, go into uh, the good old free stuff. Hey, that's going to be changed, guys. Enjoy this. Guys, episode until the 24th, you can get Observer and Alan Wake American Nightmare. And if you have Xbox games with gold, you can get Friday 13th and Ninja Gaiden 3 Raiders Edge. So Alan Wake, American Nightmare, you can finally play this guy. Yeah, I've I played it. I played the first Alan Wake last month and just friggin' loved it. I thought it was an amazing game. So now I get to play the American Nightmare, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's not gonna be like as like deep as Alan Wake was, but it's still pretty good. It's not as long either, is it? Oh no, you can probably tear it for like like maybe a few hours. Okay, cool. So it's just like an extra chapter, basically. Yeah, this was like a, originally an X, like a Xbox arcade title. Okay. Yeah, so you'll be like tearing for that, no problem. Sweet. It's not like you're gonna be like, okay, it's hour fifteen, and I'm still playing. Like, yeah, I think I beat Alan medals. Wake in about fifteen hours. I think it took me about fifteen. Oh yeah, you'll get through it, no problem. And I don't know. I guess that just knows this, guys. And we'll be back next week. For for news desk, we got a lot to drop here. So next week, guys. All right, friends. This is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer there and discuss their question or topic. Well, again, hopefully we attempt to answer the question or topic. Sometimes we get a little sidetracked, but let's continue. This is the mailbag. This question comes from I love cupcakes. I, I love cupcakes too. Jesse, do you like cupcakes? Love cupcakes. Yo, uh, yo, hit us up. Please. I love cupcakes. I, 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 want, I want some cupcakes now. You made me hungry. God dang it. <laughs> we all love cupcakes. So this letter says, My esteemed Jesse and Jeremy, with Google Stadia dropping soon, I am torn. Part of me loves the ease and use of playing the games I love on any device and not being tied to a specific console or machine. But the other part of me still enjoys the joy of having a visible collection of physical games. So the new debate of digital versus physical copy has now changed to digital versus physical versus streaming. Help us with your thoughts, oh, Arcade Raiders. You're our only hope. That's a good question. You know, the age-old debate is, you know, or not age-old, I guess within the past, you know, 10 years or so has been, you know, physical copies versus digital copies. Mm -hmm. But now we've got physical versus digital versus just a streaming service and not even buying the games. So that is interesting. And this week they announced um, Google Stadia. Google Stadia. How come I cannot say this? Well, Google, Google Stadia. Stadia. Uh, I want to say Stadium, but yeah, that's like weird. Like Pokemon Stadium, but like better. Like Google Stadium. Watch two <laughs> websites fight. <laughs> and evolve Go like Pikachu. <laughs> Use herpes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not well, so Facebook, you stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you just got Zuckerberg. Um, so <laughs> Google Stadia is officially releasing on November 19th, just in time for the holiday season. And it's going to, there's, there's several, there's two prices. Um, so basically it's free if you want lower quality, but if you want the higher quality, it's like 10 bucks a month, um, which isn't too bad. Um, games like Destiny 2, uh, Borderlands 3, Baldur's Gate 3 when it comes out. And there's a ton of other games actually out there um, that's going to be part of my dog <laughs> wants to talk okay. about Google Stadia. So Go there's going to be other stuff out there. So Google Stadia is going to have a really cool list of games, but it's streaming. So now that we have 
physical games and then digital games. And now we have really big companies investing in streaming. What are your thoughts on that? Like, where, where do you still, where do you stand? Like, what team do you stand for? Is it team physical copy? Is it team digital copy? Or are you looking like, you know, screw it. I'm just not going to waste my time going to a store and buying a physical copy anymore or even own, paying for digital. I'm just going to ha have a streaming service. I already got a streaming service called Xbox Game, uh, Xbox Game Pass. And like, was it Origin Access? At this time, I don't think that way of doing games, like stream-wise, is worth it, especially for what I what we do. We play games kind of like using a lot more bandwidth, like the stream. So I think like, unless you can support the bandwidth, it's not really worth it. And also, what if a server's down? Like, would it be enough servers for you to play on? Like, how does that work? You know, I want to know more about that part. And if I, like, are these games all, like, in my list of games that I can actually play here? Like, hey, can I actually, like, play Destiny 2? But, but only Destiny 2. Yeah, no, so I think, first of all, I, I like the technology. I think Google's going to use some really, really, um, I think I think it's going to be pretty, pretty flawless. But one of my concerns is, you know, is it going to, how is that going to affect people's bandwidth? And how is that going to affect, you know, download um, data packages and stuff like that? That's a huge concern because you're right. Um, yeah. Try streaming. And then on top of streaming, like your content, now you have to stream a game. So I feel like that's going to hurt, number one, your bandwidth. Um, it's going to cost a lot of money. And there's just lots of things there that I, I'm really worried about. I really enjoy physical copies. I like collecting them. I like passing them down to my friends and family, especially my kid, you know, like Pokemon, the new Pokemon, you know, Sword and Shield that's coming out. I'm ordering two physical copies. So when I'm done with Shield, my son can play Shield and I can play Sword. So we're going to rotate. So I just like the physical copies. For the streaming services, though, about a month ago, play or several weeks ago, PlayStation also dropped the price of their streaming service from 20 bucks to 10 bucks, right? So mm -hmm. there's over 200 games on the PlayStation Now streaming service. That is a shit ton of games. That is a lot of hours. That's a lifetime. So I, I'm kind of worried get, that Google is only going to try to go after big blockbuster names. And I just see those big blockbuster names going to end up costing more. Um, and the simple fact, you know, like these games are not, they're big games. So what is that bandwidth going to look like? And what are those, you know, what is that connection going to look like? They did say, um, if you read kind of the fine print, they did recommend that if you want to be able to, you know, stream games at 720, you know, 30 frames per second, you need a minimum of 10 megabits per See, second. I'd rather digital copy. That, that's me at this point. Like, why yeah. waste my time to stream that? I'd rather just have it on my machine or in my library somewhere I can download it later. Yeah. Like, for me... I like to have like less space because I'm trying to downsize all my space onto like simpler things like hard drives or like where I can pull from later. I used to go have like, a huge collection of like Xbox games, but I had a really kind of friend that stole from me. Oh wow! I, yeah, I, I know. Horror, that's why we're not friends anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I would love to have more digital copies. I'd be like, yeah, I got digital copy. I'm, I'm I don't need it no. And for me, like I do see a point for the copies, like you said, to kind of like share with your family, like me and the wife, we used to play Pokemon, like XY and Black White and all that stuff and kind of switch them around. Yeah. But I just feel like, I don't know, I'm more of like a digital guy now. I, I like digital. I like having it like, you know, play, I can download it, I'm ready to play, play it. Yeah. I'm like, well, this game is collecting dust. 
Notre Dame can't collect dust. I got a whole like entertainment like center full of three six games. I don't even freaking touch, and there's piling up. I have Xbox like one games. I got like old DS cartridges somewhere, and there's like collecting dust at this point. I just don't see a point of me actually keeping keeping a fiddle copy anymore, unless it's a collector's edition that I really freaking want, like super bad. And yeah, that's company, fair. That's totally understandable. Um, this this company guy spent like 150 bucks on a Duke thing for everything. So oh gosh, yeah. We don't know. I that. like I said, I'm still a physical kind of guy, a game guy. Um, the only thing that is hard for me, you know, with the physical games is that when I buy when I when I buy a game that's not a triple A game or like an indie game or something like that, they a lot of times don't release the physical games. So the only option is digital, you know, um, I've learned to embrace digital copies, you know, even with Xbox game pass, you at least download the game. Yeah. You know, you're not streaming the whole game from a, you know, a server somewhere in your area. So digital to me is, is still really nice. Um, the thing that worries me with the digital in the future is are are the um are the amount of the size of the games. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these games that are coming out are always over a hundred, you know, a hundred uh, gigabytes. So boom, there you go. And that's that's kind of what holds me back from the digital revolution. Um, but the streaming thing, I just i I think if I invest in anything, it's gonna be PlayStation now over Google Stadia. Um, you know, you, number one, you can use their controller. I don't think you have to use their controller, but it's, it's kind of like, you don't have to use our controller, but we really, really suggest using our controller. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, use, you play on a PC. We really, really would like you to buy a Chromecast. So that's kind of, that's kind of crummy to me, yeah, you know, but if you want to play on the TV, you gotta have a Chromecast. And even this week, they, somebody found in the fine print that was just released, um, with some of the new Stadia updates was that starting day one, you will only be able to use wireless controller if you are using the Chromecast device. <laughs> so to me, that was a big record scratcher, like, like, wait, what? So what? I'm going to have to have my controller plugged in to every device I use unless it's a Chromecast Ultra. I, I, I really don't see a point of like me getting that or like, thing even though chromecast is like small as hell i don't seem to have another point to have one though besides to play games yeah i got xbox rat i got a switch i got a freaking pc right here that can actually play the game at 60 frames per second yes with a lot better video card yes and also like at like 1080 yeah and so back on those those speeds though you know you say 1080 20 20 megabits per second for 1080 and for the 4k they're recommending upwards of 35 potentially more megabits per second (laughs) that's not the i don't know what the average is but i doubt the average consumer in america has 35 megabits per second i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say probably not probably not unless you're like not in america you know yeah and you know well the physical world Will the physical game world come crashing down at some point? I'm sure it will. Um, but until then, I'm going to keep enjoying my physical copies. And will I sign up for Stadia? Um, I'm going to test it out because I want to know what it's about. And I want to know, you know, kind of how it works, what the interface looks like, you know, what the games look like. So I'm going to check it out. I probably will not pay for another controller that I know is just going to sit and collect dust. 
Um, I I'm probably will not sign up for the ultra 4K, you know, definition, high definition, you know, stream. I won't do that. I did test uh, Stadia back when it was in alpha. Oh, with Assassin's Creed? It was Assassin's Creed. It was okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like something I'd be like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. It was okay. Yeah. I think like latency was something that needed to be tweaked out a bit more, but I mean, yeah, it's like, it's nice not having it on my PC during the time when I had like only a terabyte, but now it's like, eh, I'd rather spend the money on getting something better, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have a good PC. So why? But you know what? To each his or her own, if you like it, totally go for it. Um, I could see it being really nice for people that, you know, don't want to pay for, you know, a console every year or a PC every few years. I could see it being really nice, Um, especially since a Chromecast is what, like 50 bucks? Yeah. You know, you spend $130 for the Founders Pack. You get a Chromecast, a controller, three months of Stadia um, for what's 130 bucks for all that. That's not too bad. Yeah, I think the top was for like I think it works better if you yourself are doing a lot more traveling and you yes. want to bring that PC with you, like that huge PC, and you got like a really like not the greatest laptop, but you got a decent laptop, you know, like yeah, something that could like you know not it's easier to travel with your Chromecast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just point to the you know hotel TV. There you are. Boom, you're set. Did it ship? Oh, I'll play some like Halo when I get home or something. Like that you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so my thoughts, I'm still going to stick with physical copies. I will get digital if I can copy, and I'll try the streaming out, but I probably will not stick with it. To me, it's not going to be long-term for me. I just kind of want to own the games, you know? I'd rather own them and, or have some access download them. Yep. So I'm going to clear up the streaming service for now. Yep. So I love cupcakes. That's our answer. We're going to stick with digital and physical copies for now. And thanks for writing in. We truly appreciate you. If you do have a question for discuss a topic please let us know you can always you know email us or you know drop us a note in the show notes down below but yeah so that was our mailbag it's time for some more game talk each week we also like to discuss the new or old games that we are playing in a segment we like to call what is tickling our funny bits jesse what is tickling your funny bits these past couple weeks but actually my funny bits <laughs> But, but. Okay, no. that's it. That's what I put in the show notes, folks. I, I guess you didn't make any notes, so I wrote butts. I, I never do because, you know, at this point, I'm like trying to figure out, like, what have I been playing? Like, I don't want to be like, I've been playing these 25 games. No, uh, I played and beat Borderlands 3, and it was pretty good. Like, I'm not going to say it's like the story was amazing, but it's like, yeah, it was, it was a nice little playthrough. I finally beat it. Uh, I got a little 50. I started working on Guardian Tokens, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm officially done with this game for now. I can officially, like, say I'm Borderlands 3 out. Then I picked up an older game called Onimusha Warlords, which is a samurai, like, survival horror game where you, you pretty much mow down demons. I'm like, okay, this is pretty tight. I played this back in, like, with first release from the eighth grade, and I was like, I need to play more of this. And yeah, I think I think that was pretty much it. I started playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because the wife's like, hey, we need something to play together on the Switch. And I'm like, okay. And she's cheats. She cheats. Okay, guys. Screw this. She cheats. She freaking cheats. She's and a I, cheater. She's a dirty cheater. You should see my wife at oh, what's that game? Um, the Mario Party. She Mario cheats Party. at Mario Party. I'm I got I 
Fun fact, I'm, a, I'm banned from my parties. I am. <laughs> I'm banned from them. My wife banned from them. It's like, no, you're banned. It's like, why banned? I, I, I can't play with my wife on that because she is so competitive. If she wins, like, a game, she's the type that jumps up on the coffee table and says, yeah. Yeah, you know, suck so. my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got to go, whoa. So we don't play a lot of Mario Party. It's like, that's, that's no bad in our house, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that does for me. Jeremy, what is tipping your funny bits? Oh, man, so many games. I finally finished Greedfall. Um, Greedfall is probably, so far, my game of the year. Um, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. It was like an old Bioware game that wasn't quite a AAA title, but was, you know, I I like to call it maybe it was like a 2.5A. You know, it wasn't a AAA title, but it wasn't a, you know, a low-budget um game i loved greedfall that was fantastic i'm going to be putting up a, a review soon on it uh, probably this weekend actually um but i loved the game i thought it was so good i've also i started playing borderlands 3 and i am finding borderlands 3 extremely boring i think really? the story is boring um i think it's i think it's because borderland 2 the you know yeah with I handsome you. jack was so good Mm-hmm. that I think that Borderlands 3 just got really boring for me. So um, I am finding that Destiny 2, the way they've kind of revamped some of the structure of the game, you know, making it free, moving it from, you know, Blizzard over to Steam. I'm having a blast with Destiny 2. I'm watching folks have a blast. I'm having a blast with it. I actually watched a streamer all day, you know, while I was working a couple times this week. Like, holy crap, this game looks there's they've really made some changes some quality of life improvements and the game's so big now so i'm really enjoying that and i decided so i'm on an rpg schedule so mm-hmm. you know um i'm playing rpgs you know with some of my new content shifts in my streaming i'm playing a ton of rpgs right that's kind of my focus that's what i want to do and so i wanted to play an old rpg that i've never played and of course several of my friends were like oh you've never played this game you need to play it and so I have been playing Earthbound. Yes. And that game is fantastic. It is it is quickly become one of my top 10 games of all times. It is so good. It's so well written. It's so weird. Uh, the music is so good. The the quests, you know, the story gives you just enough breadcrumbs to, you know, put you over to the next section. Um, it's challenging. Uh, I totally forgot how games in the 90s on Super Nintendo would kick your butt and laugh at you. And this is one of those games that if you are not prepared, and you're not prepped, it is going to just tear you down. And I love every second of it. I've been playing on my SNES Classic. It's the first game I've really got to play. Um, but I'm about 16, 17 hours into the game. I think I just finished the third the third um, door, whatever they're called. And it's amazing. I love it. But you're enjoying the good old... Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, yes. So, Jesse, what game releases do we have coming out hey, to help tickle our funny bits for the future shows? Hey, you forgot we forgot this one, huh? Huh? I was like, oh, man, they did an AR news, but then they covered this part. Okay, guys, <laughs> game releases for the week of October 21st. Pair your butthole. The Legend of Hero Trials of the Cold Steel 3 for PS4 releases. WWE. 2K20 releases on all consoles, except for Switch. Lonely Mountain Downhill for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Cat Quest 2 for Switch. Call of Duty Modern Warfare released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Medieval for PS4. 
downright plain and evil. Heads up right now. And finally, the Outer World releases PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Woohoo! This is like the gold mine week. This is like your week. Yes. Um, pretty much we got big shooter mix shooter of the year pretty much right there. Call of Duty, as always, which looks decent. I might play it, but damn, we got Outer Worlds. <sighs> yes, I'm excited for Outer Worlds. Um, some people are kind of I, I'm everybody loves the game. Um, but of course they're saying the game is like a typical janky fallout type of game. But everybody's talking really good stuff about it so far. I knew it was gonna be like a fallout game. That's why I want to play it. I want that jank. Not from a Bez, not from a Bezda because 76 sucks for rules. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good games this week, so there's a little something for everyone. Indie yeah. lovers, RPGs, two RPGs in this list. Uh, wrestling, because I've been getting that whole wrestling kick. I've been watching wrestling now on the side because I have no life. And- so I'm excited, um, first of all, for Outer Worlds. That's yeah. And I'm off next weekend, so that's all I'm going to play. Um, the rumor is you can beat it in about 25 to 30 hours, which is to me is perfect this time I'll of year because there's so many games out and having an RPG that lasts a hundred hours is kind of, it's rough if you want to play all these games. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I've been playing cat quest two on my mobile phone well, using Apple arcade. So cat quest two is on Apple arcade and it's a pretty fun little game. It's really, really silly, um, but it's a pretty fun, you know, wasting, you know, 30, 45 minutes sort of thing while you're kind of hanging out. I'm on that to this, to that later this week was nice. Yeah. Um, then medieval have you ever played medieval jeremy i've never played medieval but i've heard good things about it oh my god like this is my favorite ps1 game it was like downright that whole like creepiness which kind of saved the whole like my weird demented vibe i loved it back in the day nice yeah i've heard good things about it i've heard lots of people talk about it and this is like this is like the week this is like our whole like we struck gold right here so Well, even The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3, that's on my list of games to play. So after oh, yeah. after Outer Worlds, I got I have Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, then I am actually going to start playing the, the Legend of Heroes series with Trails of the Sky. Um, it's oh, an nice. older game, but apparently I, I did some research on the history of these Trails, the Legend of Heroes games, like the Trails games. Mm-hmm. There's like nine different games that yeah. came out in a span of about 10 years, including Cold Steel 3. I never realized that, but apparently they are some of, from what I've been reading, they're some of the most beloved RPGs and one of the best storylines you can actually have for an RPG. Um, here, you know, they're, they're mostly, you know, Eastern um, RPGs, like JRPGs and such like that. But apparently this is a really beloved storyline and people are losing their mind over Cold Steel 3. So I mean, I'm excited. I, mean, I, do, I do the first game the list, but I'm just like, do I want to dive into it in our JRPG? Do I want to like sink in our 80 hours in? Yeah, that's where I'm in my life. I am, I'm just smooth sailing through um, retired RPGs, man. That's 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 where I am. I'm can't do some of these games anymore. So RP, any RPG that comes out, I would probably you know put my greedy little hands on. I want to, but I just I just have like no time. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, good. You can play, you can play some Cat Quest 2 or uh, Oh, boy. I'm going to enjoy Cat Quest 2 while I'm petting my cat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're also going to see Modern Warfare. I think you're going to see more people playing it than Black Ops 4. Oh, I, I agree. I saw Modern Warfare. I was going to play the beta, but I didn't get into it because yeah. I kind of was busy that weekend. And I enjoyed what I was seeing. I thought that was a pretty, like, interesting kind of take to it. I wanted more of a modern approach to the previous 
additions to Call of Duty, even Battlefield. And this yeah. kind of is going to feel like like relieve the itch, hopefully. Yeah, I got into that um, um, when it was, you know, Modern Warfare when it first came out, you know, years ago, yeah. I got in. Yeah, not too much. See, I, I, I had the actual filter copy of COD for Modern Warfare for a PC. And yes, that's still an original gem case, so old school PC case. So yeah, I love this game. I, I, I love that. I played the hell of it. I was like, okay. And I was on the, like, the whole multiple servers, just kicking ass and taking names, check, trying my damnedest, but I still suck balls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I it's gonna be kind of great. The whole like modern feel to it. Well, friends, that's that's what's tickling our funny bits, and what will be tickling our tickling our funny bits for the next week or so. We love this section of the show. We wanted to change it and kind of add it. You know, add what games are coming out, so we can kind of just be excited and show some excitement about the games we're currently playing and the games that are coming out. So again, that segment was called "What Is Tickling Our Funny Bits." And that does it for our time this week. Jesse, thanks again for joining me. This was a good time. I really enjoyed video games to you folks. Let's let's sell out here. Let's sell some stuff out. Jesse, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can come find me on mix.com slash tapper, as well as twitch.tv slash tack underscore burger, where you can come find me playing games almost every day. Uh, we're going to Terry Musha and probably play some, I don't know, I'm thinking, thinking something a little more spooky. Or spooky games. Uh, come find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash tapburger. I'm trying to put some more regularly. Come follow my life a little bit. Follow me on Instagram, instagram.com slash tapburger. I post pictures rarely, but they're pretty nice pictures. And also come join our Discord, discord.gg slash burger nation, where we post our dankest themes and share the gaming news that you need to know about. Jeremy, where can we find you at? All right. You can find me across the internet at Mr. Skyroby. That's m-r-s-k-y-r-o-b-i i stream weekly on twitch at twitch.tv slash mr skyroby and you can also follow me on twitter and instagram at mr skyroby that does it for our time this week remember our goal here at the arcade raiders podcast is to deliver our unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion until we meet again enjoy those games folks